Welcome to the MetaZen Cabinet, where we get experimental about exploring your potential so you can discover your own values, the manner in which you're here to serve, and align yourself with the only certifiable rescue team you can rely on, yourself. Episode 21. Why are you here? Hey y'all, welcome back to the Medicine Cabinet where we've been experimental about exploring your potential. Welcome to episode 21. In this episode, we will be talking more about why you're here, being clear about why you're here. What is your purpose? What's your business here? What are you supposed to be doing? What do you have going on? What is it that you were put here to bring? I love this topic because one is philosophical and it's I love big, uh, bigger picture conversations, but I love this topic because everybody answers everybody answers this question somewhat differently. But I find that most people usually don't know what their purpose is, or they don't really know why they're here. So, you know, I'm, I'm very passionate about helping people figure that out. Or if not figure that out, just give it more thought, you know, as opposed to just feeling like you're just some blimp on the radar and, you know, you don't have any purpose. If you're here, if you're existing here, you have a specific purpose. Your your life has an airtight plan that is currently in motion, whether you know it or not, know it or not. Everything is going according to plan all the time. I don't believe in mistakes. I don't believe in any of that, really. You know, and I'm still weeding out the last of that bit, but I mean, at at the high level, I don't believe in mistakes. Anyway, in the first segment, we will be talking about the wanderers out there, you know, the people who don't know what their purpose is, but I guess the same token, they don't really care. You know, and just the kind of environments those people dwell or occupy and how you might be in that environment yourself. In the second episode, we'll be talking more about choosing courage over comfort. You know, just how easy it can be to stay locked into a comfort zone and not take the responsibility to take your life to the next level or fulfill your mission here. And in the last segment, we'll be just talking more in general about being clear about why you're here and how you can probably approach that from a different lens or focus. If you are new here, Hey, salutations, how you doing? I hope you had a great Thanksgiving. I hope you got you some good food. I hope that you still got your good workout in the day after, which is today. (laughs) Uh, And if you're coming back to join us for another episode, what's up, cuz? Missed you, loved you, been thinking about you the whole while. You know, we almost wrapping this year up and it's almost done. So, you know, we got to get this stuff done. We need to know why we're here, y'all. We need to know what our purpose is. So this episode will definitely be about that. So with that being said, let's jump into it. Larry Belloc said, I have wondered all my life 
and I have also traveled. The difference between the two being this, that we wander for distraction, but we travel for fulfillment. I must say that for the bulk of my life, really, I feel like I've been surrounded by people who have a an inclination to wander, to be, to seek distraction, to not want to pursue, you know, the real reason they're here, to not want to focus on their life's work. You know, I feel like, you know, my dad definitely exposed me to that sense of purpose and passion growing up and seeing him play the guitar and just seeing that conviction, seeing his commitment, seeing how it changed him, how it made his day and how it made him happy. It definitely gave me something to reach for. It gave me that inkling that I need to have something to look forward to. I have, need to have something that I'm passionate about. And it definitely just inspired me to get about the business of figuring out what can make me feel that way. You know, I think I was very young and being curious about what my purpose is here and what it is that I'm supposed to be doing. You know, not necessarily in a career manner, but just in wanting to understand more about my being because, you know, I had a bunch of different experiences and I didn't always feel loved and I didn't always feel like I mattered or I couldn't receive it and I just didn't see it. So I just wanted to understand God's reason for having me here. You know, I struggled a lot with depression and on and off bouts of depression as a kid. And yeah, I just always craved that why and that purpose and, you know, what made me different. When it comes to, you know, being clear and lucid about why you're here, it really takes you identifying and acknowledging and honoring what you're good at, whatever your purpose may be, and just really taking the time to find that out. You know, Oprah says, if you don't know what your purpose is, that is your most immediate goal. That should be your most immediate priority, because if you don't, you're just wandering around here. You know what I mean? And that's always been my fear for a belongness, just to see people just craving distraction so they don't have to focus on what their role is here, what their real purpose is here, what their real mission is. I can see how that can be intimidating and scary to people and just not knowing what they're going to measure up to that. But I always had that thing in me where I just felt like I didn't have a choice. I just needed to know, you know, within myself and for myself with a lot of exploration and trial and error. I've definitely come to know that my purpose here is, at least one of them, but one of my key purposes here is to raise consciousness, you know, to raise consciousness with people and, and people and inspire and motivate them by using my life as a vessel for demonstration. You know what I mean? I feel like it's, for me to, you know, just display my vulnerability and let people know that you can have massive fuck-ups. You can really get it wrong. You can really, as they say, screw the pooch or crap the bed and know that it's going to be all right. Like, I've made so many mistakes and I've, had, I've gotten so many different things wrong, but I can't tell you the tremendous amount of clarity and understanding and life experience I've inherited in those mistakes and allowing myself to fail forward. When it comes to trying to understand or wanting to understand why you're here, it's also going to take you not living from the outside in, instead the inside out. 
So many of us were conditioned to look for others or look to others for guidance and direction in what we, what we need to do or where we should go or what decisions we should make. You know, we're so trained to want to consult our moms and our dads, our brothers and sisters and family and friends, you know, for their approval to start that business, to write that business proposal. And I want to let you know that you don't need it. They don't know you better than you. They don't know your purpose better than you. They may have an idea. If, if, they love, if they really love you and they pay attention to you, they could have an idea about what you're good at or what your purpose could be. You know what I mean? Like when it comes to that, like my mom, you know, she told me that I was going to be a pastor and I couldn't connect the dots with that. I just don't see that because I have my own feelings and, you know, relationship, I guess, church hurt that you can call it. And I just couldn't see the connection in that. But I had to recognize that she did connect dots and seeing that I have a skill for speaking to people and forming words and putting words together in a way that people can easily understand. And, you know, I can also form words in a manner that can make people feel good and feel seen, valued. And that's a lot of what I'm about and wanting to create a place where everyone has a voice and everyone's being authentic. That's another thing that I'm very passionate about, creating a space where everyone is authentic. I've spent so much, all my life, you know, pretty much being inauthentic, running from the things that make me me, not accepting myself. So in all those years of betraying myself, it's so easy to see other people when they're betraying themselves, when they're not being authentic, when they're not being their true selves. And it just pains me because I feel like no one deserves to suffer that way. It's such a terrible way to suffer, to be and exist in a world where you can't be yourself. Dennis Mayer Jones said, Many of us live in denial of who we truly are because we fear losing someone or something. And there are times that if we don't rock the boat, too often the one we lose is ourselves. It feels good to be accepted, loved, and approved of by others. But often the membership fee to belong to that club is far too high of a price to pay. I love that quote because it's so honest and it's just so genuine in the fact that so many of us get caught up in distracted by our families, by our friends, by people who don't have any goals, who don't have any dreams, who don't have vision, you know, who just want to be bogged down with working jobs and just surviving. And this isn't to judge anyone who can who feels this way, who makes these decisions. It's just, I've had to do so much work in weeding out everyone that just wants to live a mediocre existence, you know, who just wants to exist, who just wants to, you know, get a job, pay bills, maybe have kids and, you know, do that whole thing. That's a beautiful thing. Don't get me wrong. It's just in terms of, living up to the expectation of having a personal contribution. Everyone isn't supposed to be Martin Luther King or, you know, do major things on that scale. But I do think that we all have a hand in making the world better. And I think we just, we're supposed to challenge ourselves to find our way in which we're going to do that. Find a problem that's so important to us, something that we want to solve, something that we want to speak to or give back to. We're surrounded by so many people that just 
get frustrated because we always showing up with new dreams, new hopes and goals. And, you know, they want to know why we're never satisfied, why we're trying to do this. Why do we want to open up a store? Why do you want another house? When is it going to be enough? When are you going to be satisfied? When are you going to be content? And my thing is, I feel like you can be content, but as a human, we're wired to develop. We're wired to expand. We're wired to grow. So as long as we're here, you should be seeking growth, you know, never ending nonstop improvement, never ending nonstop growth and applying yourself. I feel like way too many of us never get around to figuring out what our purpose is because we're trained and bred to look for careers before we even really start listening for a calling. You know what I mean? Before we even start paying attention to what it is we're supposed to do, before we even start paying attention to what we're drawn to or what compels us. You know, as a kid, I learned very early around seven that I love to write, that I'm a writer. I'm a songwriter, that I'm a short story writer, that I'm, you know, that I'm just an all-around writer. I'm a poet, you know, and I just use words and I linked on words so much as a kid. I learned early that I that I love to write. I learned early that I love music and I enjoy creating music. I learned early when I was teaching my little cousins how to read, when I was teaching adult Sunday school and you know, all the different things. And I, I learned earlier that I love to teach. I love to instruct. I love to demonstrate. I love to teach. I love to teach. I definitely thought for a long time I was going to be a teacher. But like I said in the previous episode, just feel like teachers aren't always appreciated. And especially nowadays, they're on strike every other week. And I understand it because I feel like we still don't give enough to them for what they do for us and our children and the coming generations. But that's another story. A lot of times it is important to take action. And a lot of people stumble into their purposes. They stumble into their life missions and what it is they're supposed to be doing. But you know, most of us, we just don't take the time to be introspective and pay attention to what inspires us, pay attention to the problems in the world that really absorb our attention. And you know, instead, we just thrive off impulsion and, you know, masculine energy. Do, do, do. Let me take action. Let me take action. As opposed to depending on your intuition, your gut responses, the things all the different tools that the universe gives you to decipher and to communicate, you know, with you and how you're supposed to move and, and unpacking how your life is supposed to unfold, who you're supposed to become and what you're supposed to do. Sarah Desson said impulsiveness can be charming, but deliberation can have an appeal as well. I strongly feel like when it comes to finding out what your purpose is, it needs to be a balance of taking action and a balance of deliberation, thinking things through, being a planner, setting goals, you know, being clear on what you're looking for, paying attention to what gets the response out of you, what matters to you, and being willing to get it wrong, being willing to look like a fool, being willing to, you know, pretty much lay whatever on the line to get to the bottom of. But it's so important to understand why you're here, not to get distracted with all the wanderers and the people that crave distraction, because you'll look up, you'll be an old man who wanders more, and you won't know what happened. So think about that. It's real. 
Robin H.C. said, resistance to change is very much governed by your comfort zone. Just because something is comfortable does not for a moment mean it's what you want or even good for you for that matter. It's been my own personal experience that the comfort zone can definitely be the killer of dreams, the killer of goals, and the killer of progress. Because, you know, we want to do a little bit of this, a little bit of that, but we don't want to step out too far. It's important that we've stayed comfortable and that we don't rock the boat or press the issue too much. And again, I had to learn how to remove people that exhibit that kind of behavior for whatever reason. But if you're dwelling in your comfort zone and you have this fervent energy about being in your comfort zone, Sooner or later, it's going to give me and affect me, and I'm trying to move differently. I'm trying to be more progressive. I'm trying to be a go-getter, and I can't do that and honor myself if I'm allowing myself to be in your company, knowing damn well that you enjoy your comfort zone too much. I've had so many moments in my life where I wanted different things or I wanted to go to this level or I wanted to accomplish this. And I didn't always know how I was going to do it until God maybe took something away or, you know, created some type of imposition or some type of turbulence to put the cables on a situation to get me to thinking, to get me to acting. Because it's kind of like, if I leave it up to you, you're not going to figure it out or you're going to be just stuck in your comfort zone. You know, I was somebody that would have that rather, I would rather have had a miserable, terrible job that I hated, job that I can complain about 24 hours a day, seven days a week, you know what I mean, than be someone that was at home or someone that was doing something that was in my, my power or something that was following my purpose just because I've been trained so well to just survive and just to have just enough to get by and not to press the issue really, you know, be glad that they're giving you a job, be glad that you can pay your bills, you know, if you get laid off, do whatever it is you gotta do if you gotta work at McDonald's and I had to learn the hard way that that kind of thinking, that kind of behavior, those kind of understandings and principles don't resonate with me. They don't resonate with my core values and they don't resonate with how I carry myself. So a lot of those things definitely had to change in me. Erin Gillespie said, be more interested in people's character than their contribution. Nowadays, when it comes to following my purpose and you know, moving more and more outside of my comfort zone, I definitely pay a great deal of attention to character. I think I've been paying attention to character for a long time, but I definitely focus on it, focus in on it, laser sharp more these days because character is a lot of what guides the decisions that you make and why you do what you do. And I spend a lot of time these days asking people a lot why they do what they do. And I find that most times when people don't know what they did, know why they do what they do, that's a red flag to me. And that's someone that could potentially be just on autopilot, living life in a way that's just so easy and natural, but they're not growing and they're not, they don't have any expectations for their life to grow them or align with their goals. And I can't move that way. 
One of the first things that you can do, and I did this too, I do this all the time when it comes to figuring out what your purpose is and why you're here and getting you out of your comfort zone is identifying the thing or the things you can do to make other people's lives better. Like I was saying before, it's so important to be able to choose a problem in the world. Choose a problem that you want to solve. If it's self-esteem in teenage girls, if it's trying to find a place for homeless people or homeless shelters for LGBTQIA youth, or if it's building more churches, or if it's making sure that, you know, cancer patients have wigs or feel supported you know when they come out of chemo or whatever it may be find a problem that's personal to you that matters to you like i was saying before i'm someone who has gone most of his life you know not accepting myself who i am and you know being allowing myself to be so open to other people's judgment and scrutiny and judging you know, just judgment of me and validation of me to the point where I wasn't being kind to myself. I wasn't being authentic. And I've always been drawn to authenticity and I've always been drawn to that sense of realness and naturalness when it comes to exuding you and giving you in any context. And and being that and having that, I want everyone to have that because I, like I said, I have such a, a radar for disingenuous behavior, for, you know, inauthentic behavior, for only kicking it. You know, and I, I have a radar for suffering and all that. And that's just, I feel like it's a lonely place to live in when we don't get to be ourselves. When you get up and wake up each morning and you have to report to a job or career or some type of lifestyle where you don't get to be you. That's unfair, and that is unsavory, and that just ain't it, you know? So one of the many, you know what I'm saying, one of the top problems that I am about fixing and resolving is making sure that everybody feels comfortable in their skin. People are going to say what they're going to say, but you have to learn that people are only going to have opinions about you when they lack the freedom that you have. You know, people can have a house full of kids. You know, like I never understood with the thing with men or women, but especially men being homophobic. You know, if if someone's homophobic, then it's leaving you open to date and experience more women. But somehow this person, you know, choosing what he chooses affects you personally to the point where you would want to, you know, disparage them or be violent or whatever. Just can't understand that. And the only thing that makes sense to me is that this person embodies a sense of freedom and self-acceptance that you can't understand that doesn't resonate within you. You know, you see them embody this sense of freedom and glory and magic. And, you know, you've been trained to despise it and judge it. But on the inside, you're inspired and you want to turn and take the inspiration into hate and all the other things. And that just takes so much energy. And the whole homophobic hatred thing towards other people is really about you hating yourself. 
you hate yourself. So I that's a problem that I want to continue to fix and resolve. It's also important to think about activities that allow you to lose track of time. What do you do that you can just get so lost in where you experience that sense of flow? And before you know it, three or four hours have gone by because you were doing that thing. That may be an infant of something that may be a part of your purpose or something that you're good at and that's supposed to be a part of your mission. You know, it's not a sure thing all the time, but take into consideration. Growing up and still to this day, when I get in that zone of writing music and writing songs, I can get lost in that zone and don't come up for hours. It still amazes me how quickly and how much time can go by when I devote and give myself to that. You also may need to think about a lot of the things you were drawn to or attracted to as a kid because that may shine a light on what it is that you're supposed to be doing as an adult. Again, you know, my life, I was good at a lot of different things. I wasn't always supported on everything that I did, but I was good at a lot of different things. And it led me to feel like, you know, which one should I chase or what should I focus on? It was like... Maybe it doesn't have to be none of them. Maybe I can focus on all of them and just get it together and pull through. Maybe you need to think about that same thing. What were you drawn to as a kid? What got your attention? You know, what did you thrive at pretty much effortlessly? What came easily to you? And if you don't know, then you need to explore that. You know, I definitely have an issue to, you know what I'm saying, an issue somewhat with so many kids growing up nowadays and getting ready to graduate high school and or eighth grade and they don't know what they're good at. They don't know what they excel at. They don't know what their talents are. And they become adults that don't know what their talents are. And they're hired at companies where people exploit them and use them because they don't know their worth. They don't know who they are. They don't know what they bring. They don't know why they are. They don't know what they what they are. So it really takes, you know, if you have kids, you have young kids, take the time to notice what they're good at. Nurture what they're good at. Try not to impose your will, you know, but let them be who they're going to be and nurture them along the way. Don't let them finish eighth grade or high school and not have an idea about what they're good at. Nurture that to a degree as best you can. It's so important. Also think about all the things that you will want to do that look like a food just to live in that purpose. Like I was telling you before, there was a period where I got laid off slash fired, laid off and fired. I'm not going to say slash, but laid off and fired within, you know, about five times within the scope of a year and a half. And it got me to the point of realizing I can't waste my time this way no more. I'm wasting away. I'm sitting at the desk or I'm walking around, whatever it is. I'm looking at my phone all day, every day. And I know I'm wasting my time. I know I'm wasting my life. And at that moment, I got clear. You know what I mean? I said this around pretty much everybody, but I'm willing to walk the goddamn streets and be homeless and do whatever it is I got to do before I subject myself to feeling like I'm wasting away. My life is getting away. Sitting behind a desk all day, every day, looking at the clock, knowing that I could be somewhere else, having fun, not working, having my own home, being a millionaire, having 10 cars, you know, whatever. I just need to put myself in that position and think that, think more of myself. Like I said, that thing of being willing to look like a fool, being willing to get it wrong. Being willing to have people not support me, not understand what I got going on. 
because I don't need your support. I don't need your clarity. I don't, I, just, I don't need your agreement. I just need your support. And I don't necessarily need that if you're not, if you're unable or unwilling to give that. I want to be all right anyway. But yeah, you must consider the things that you're willing to do to make your dreams come true because it's going to take work. It's going to take blood, sweat, and tears. And it's not all going to be hard or ugly, but the things that are worth having are definitely worth sweating and bleeding over. So think about what you're willing to bleed over. It'll matter. Think about it. Khalil Gibran said, when you are born, your work is placed in your heart. I honestly believe that when we're all born, we're all born with a purpose, with a mission, with something that we're supposed to do, something that we're supposed to be. I also feel that a lot of the times those things may not always be positive because I feel like a lot of people, even bad people or evil people, play a role in our world. And I feel like a lot of people are sometimes even sent here to be a imposition or be a adversary to change or to growth, but it's only to inspire and motivate more people to want to change or to want to affect change or growth in our world. And I just really think it takes time and it really takes exploration. It takes getting it wrong sometimes. It takes being vulnerable and really paying attention to what it is that life is trying to show you because life is always trying to communicate with you. It took a while for me to really understand that my life has many purposes, but I was someone that didn't grow up with a traditionally warm family or warm people that can nurture me in the traditional sense. And I felt like I had a lot of hardship and a lot of misunderstanding and a lot of uh, challenges and a lot of different things that would really bolster my character and really deepen my will of giving and make me someone that's more generous and someone that's more caring, someone that's more considerate of people and how they need to be treated. You know, I feel like a lot of our purposes are born out of seemingly bad or negative circumstances or situations, but nothing inspires and teaches like pain. And I've had a lot of pain and this isn't to assume the role of a victim or anything like that, but really to speak to the reality that on the other side of pain can be empowerment. On the other side of pain can be growth and transformation. And if you started out, your life started out rough, your life started out terrible, I think the, the worse your life starts out, the bigger responsibility you have to the world. You know, I feel like a lot of us are born into dysfunction and born into all types of ugly situations and environments and families and things that we just can't control. But it's because we're not supposed to control them. You know, like I said before, I feel like I had the best childhood, you know, that any kid could have. You know, I actually, you know what I'm saying, did have a pretty good childhood for a lot of the reasons, but for a lot of other reasons, it wasn't 
productive. It wasn't inspirational in the traditional sense. But when I got to looking underneath the sidewalk and paying attention to the many things that unfolded, the people that God placed in my life, I realized that my life has, in my childhood, it's been the Hogwarts that I've needed the whole time to become who I need to be. You know, if my life, if my family, if things weren't the way they were, then I wouldn't be as hungry as I am about life, about treating people better, about motivating and inspiring people. I wouldn't be as hungry as about, hungry about change and wanting to bring the best out of people. I wouldn't be as hungry about making sure that everyone feels heard and everyone has an experience that's their own that they can speak to that's valued and respected. I wouldn't feel hungry about excellence in self-development and wanting everybody to be their absolute best. You know, it's just so many different hungers and yearnings that have been planted and born in me from the moment that I got here. And I see a lot of the pieces really making sense and starting to fall into place. My life has definitely propelled me into a zone of living with integrity and living a life that's true to my values or a life that speaks to me as a person that speaks to my soul. Carla McLaren said, leading with integrity and empathy requires vision and a connection to your deepest self. But I believe that when we're able to decipher and figure out what our personal core values are, we can make decisions more easily. We can actually create direction in our life no matter what's going on, where we are. We can always find the North Star because we have the integral building blocks to, you know, facilitate that direction to, you know, make sure that you're on the right path. Nowadays, I meet mean, way more people than I don't that do not know what their values are. And I'm the kind of person, again, where I'm a student of people, or I'm a student of life. So I spend quite a bit of time when I talk to people, anyone that's important to me or just people in general, paying attention to what you talk about, what you care about, what's underlined in your speech, what your motivations are, what your intentions are geared towards. And I can pretty much decipher what your values are and I can get a feel for what you care about and pretty much, you know, predict what your behavior can be, where your attitude lies and you know where your behavior lies pretty much and i feel like we all can have that same kind of ability to tap into our own life values when you really pay attention to what matters to you you know some of my most important life values i would say is authenticity integrity discipline self-discipline uh self-discipline and freedom and excellence in that those are just the key ones I would say because everything in my life you know if it doesn't really tap at least few three or more of those it doesn't work for me you know just I had to find out that working for people didn't work for me like that because if I'm in a position where I can't explore my own personal best my own personal potential then I'll feel robbed I'll feel empty I'll feel like you know, I, I'm not, I can't apply myself or be the best that I can be. I finally have to stick with the confines of 
you know, a job description or depending on what it is. I just don't like feeling limited and I want to be able to explore and do something differently. You know, you come into many positions and different things where they've been doing this thing the same way for 30, 40 years and they don't want anyone to come in and rock the boat. And I'm the kind of person where I love to rock the boat. I love to disrupt. I love to disrupt everything. I love to make people uncomfortable, but not uncomfortable you know, in the wrong negative kind of way, but uncomfortable with yourself in terms of settling for less, in terms of being stuck in your comfort zone, in terms of questioning and asking where your life is going. Why do you work this job? Why do you do what you do? Why are you with this person? Why are you friends with these people? I've been friends with them for 20, 20 years or 10 years or whatever. Why? Because we've always known each other. We grew up together. That's not a reason. I mean, it is a reason, but what do they do for you? How do they feed your soul? How do they grow you and challenge you as a person? How do they sharpen you for tomorrow? Do they tell you the truth? Do they hold you accountable? What what do they actually do for you? Because I don't hear any reasons that speak to excellence, that speaks to character, that really speaks to a sense of contribution. So many of us allow ourselves to get older and older and older and we crystallize that sense of fear, that sense of apprehension. Maybe I'm getting too old and maybe it's too late to start this dream. Maybe I'm getting too old and it's too late to go after that, to go back and get my education. And I want to tell you, bullshit. Bullshit. Like, you have to put yourself... There are people who are getting their degrees, you know, in their 60s, 70s, and 80s. I, I see stories every week about people who are in their 70s and 80s getting their masters or their PhDs. You know, my grandma actually got her degree in massage therapy, I think, when she was like 70 or barely just about 70. But you know what I'm saying? Anything can happen. Anything can be done. You know what I mean? My mom is in her early 60s and she's just now starting her restaurant. And she's been talking about it for quite some time, for a long time, actually. But she actually started a restaurant, you know, she over the past few years or so. She had those doubts of wondering, you know, is it going to work? Is it the right time? And, you know, putting everybody else first and putting everybody else's needs first. And, you know, I feel like she built a lot of her life on making sure everybody else is okay so she wouldn't have to chase our dreams. And I think a lot of us do that, myself included. It's so easy. It's so easy to tune into everybody else's needs and make sure they're doing what they're supposed to be doing, living the best life so you don't get to pay attention to you. And if you're applying yourself and asserting yourself in your own life, but I'm telling you now that it's time to get that up. You are almost 40. You are almost 45. You are almost 50. You know, and you don't have a, you don't have no idea, no clue what your life in the 50s are going to look like. You barely have any mindset. You still waiting and stalling to start investing. You still waiting to start that business and you're only gonna get older. The fear is not going to go anywhere. It's only going to get more sophisticated, but you have to get with it and figure out why you're here. Because as long as you figure you don't know or you don't care, there are tons of people out there that are suffering or will lose out because you're supposed to be doing something and you're settling for less, settling for what's easy, settling for what's convenient, just so you can feel adept and feel competent at being able to pay your bills or pay your bills on time and become a professional bill payer, just someone whose life consists of paying bills and dying. 
You know, if that's what you want, that's cool too. Ever we all have an existence. It's just when they read your obituary, they're not gonna say, yeah, you know, uh, Terry had a very great life and he was always known for paying his bills on time. You know, the debt collectors really appreciate that about him. And, you know, he always, you know what I'm saying, he always worked, he worked the same job for 50 years and he worked at the same job for 50 years, but never, you know, that he wasn't able to surpass 50K a year. You know, for whatever reason, it's just, you have to get selfish. You have to, you know, probably get a little more self-absorbed and figure out why you're here, but take time, back up from everybody, do what you have to do, exclude yourself, remove yourself, question everything, and get to the bottom of what you're supposed to be doing. It's only your future. Do it like your life depends on it, because it does. Welcome back, y'all. I want to thank y'all for sticking with me again through another episode. You know, I put so much intention, so much time and effort into bringing these episodes to y'all. But the truth is, a lot of this, all of this, really, I need to hear more than y'all. So in me having a chance to share with y'all, I get to share it with myself. I get to internalize it on a deeper level. I get to just really educate and give myself the tools that I need. But as a byproduct, as an extension, I really hope that these episodes are bringing you clarity and bringing you one step closer to being your best self. Or as Lincoln Smith says, the man or woman or person that you know yourself to be. You know, I just really resonate and recognize that thing of wanting to change so bad, you just don't always know how to do it. So yeah, hopefully this episode was able to bring you a little bit more clarity and some encouragement and some inspiration about wanting to get about the business of knowing why you're here. Because if you don't know why you're here, like Oprah says, that should be your most immediate goal. You know, you, that needs to be your most immediate focus because if you don't, you're just wandering out here and you can still fulfill, you know, some of the terms of your contract. But at least when you know what you're doing here, what your purpose is, you can move and act and take action more intentionally and be more informed and be more effective and efficient as opposed to lots of guesswork, lots of guest actions and just winging it with no real intention. So. Yeah, just take that with you and think about that a little bit more. It's really crucial. And welcome to the air segment. You know how this goes, where we want y'all to take action. We want you to bounce up. We want you to take the next step. We want you to be a self-starter. We want you to take the initiative. We want you to be consistent. We want you to be persistent. We want you to be gritty. We want you to be tough, mentally tough. And we want you to value yourself and your place here value your voice and what it is that you're going to contribute. But we can't do that for you. It starts with you. So the first letter in the air segment is E. Elude. Elude the people who are just out here wandering homelessly with no sense of self or purpose. Avoid following the direction of people who prefer chilling, comfort, taking it easy mostly, unplanned life, unconscious habits, refusal of reality, people that just really want to 
take up space and not really have any intention. People that just want everybody to settle. People that just want everybody to just coast by, not really make any plans for the day, for the month, for the years. People that just want to sleepwalk and autopilot them on their way into everything and that don't want to approach life with no planning, no intention, no type of direction or centeredness. I can't, you know what I'm saying? I can't even lie to y'all. I definitely get a little turned off when I'm around people for periods of time and just feel like no one's really discussing their goals. You know what I mean? Discussing lots of just random stuff, but no one's discussing their goals. No one's discussing where their life is going to be going in the next year. You know what I mean? Just that thing of being success-oriented, just success-driven. I get that life can be very taxing at times, so when you have downtime, you don't want to discuss anything that more productivity or success, but, you know, I just, yeah, I've spent a lot of time dwelling and living that way and hasn't served me in the past so I have to try something different and baby you have to try something different so elude those wanderers and get you a little space and figure out where you need to be or get around the high performers that bring out the best in you and make you feel like you're not doing enough but you can take it a step further people that are open enough to share ideas with you and give you insight the next letters are recant Recant the expectations you have about life being fair or life being a female dog. Recant the beliefs you have about getting started when you feel like it or when the time is right, that there is no such thing. And believe me, I was the procrastination king in that belief of I'll do it when I feel like it. I just don't feel like it yet. And the thing is, you don't realize that you train yourself to only move when you feel like it. And you know yourself that you hardly ever feel like it. So you're setting yourself up. You're creating a self-fulfilling prophecy of never feeling like it. And as you do that, you lose more and more time. You lose more and more energy, you know, and it's just, it gets away from you. You look up, you wonder where it all went. You see the years ending. You see yourself getting older and you want to make room. You want to make energy to do those kind of things. And now it's starting to become too late. Now that opportunity isn't available no more. So, yeah, recant that. Recant the notion that you have, recant the notion that you have about having more than enough time that you need the support of people, that you need people to support and believe in what you're doing. You know, people gotta agree with this business proposal or idea that you have before you can get it off the ground, that you need to have customers before you open up that store, open up that business, you know? trying to wait around for customers, trying to do all the waiting. It's pretty much you trying to make sure protect your ego and make sure that you're going to be okay. And sometimes you're going to have to make mistakes. Most times you got to make mistakes. You have to fail forward. And the failing, you find out if you're going the wrong way, it's that way you get a chance to turn around and do something else, but you got to do it to find out. You're not going to find out sitting still. I've been learning that and it's been changing my life. Action creates belief. Action creates conviction. You can't be convicted about nothing while you're not taking action. So think about that. In the last letter, A, aggrandize. Aggrandize your vision and life mission. Make it easy to serve and work it piece by piece. Start with small goals. And as you meet each one, you'll build up momentum and 
confidence and concretize your self-belief. It will bolster your grit and take self-advocacy to a whole nother level. Self-efficacy is pretty much your belief in what you're capable of, your belief in what you're able to get done, your belief in your personal resources and faculties to execute the goals and dreams that you have. So, yeah, once you start enlarging the vision, you know, thinking more about the long term, creating this big image and making it more personal to you, you will find yourself being more drawn to that. Nurture that a little bit more each day. Nurture that to the point. Nurture that until your subconscious gets the point that this is important. They're nurturing this every day. They're speaking like this every day. They're writing about this every day. This has to be important. Let's optimize his body brain and mind to seek out this thing, to draw in this thing, to attract this thing. Let's make it easier for him to receive this thing, to manifest this thing. Let's make him a conduit. Let's lighten his load. Let's raise his vibration so he can welcome this in. He welcomes it so much already. It's like it's already happened. So we have to adapt with his reality. So aggrandize. In the next episode, we'll be talking about you taking 100% responsibility for your life. So you don't want to miss it. As you'll see, we definitely talk a lot about accountability because it's crucial in being successful and taking your life to the next level. If you haven't had a chance yet to subscribe, please subscribe. Please download. Please share these episodes. Please donate to the podcast if you haven't had a chance to yet. And once again, thank you for your time. Again, I want to leave you with this thought. You are beautiful. You are enough. You are loved. And you are tough. Peace.